This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. All right, welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. We're here again. Happy New Year, Nick. How are you doing? Happy New Year, Bob. It's been a been a good while between this last time, but things are going well, my friend. How are you? It's good. It's good. It's uh, what what year is it? Twenty 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 two. I'm doing fantastic. It's a, it's a it's overall a good start to the year. Uh, learning a lot of new things. A lot of new things going on. Um, okay, tell tell me more about that. Well, yeah. So, so uh, in the previous podcast, we've been talking about uh, me just studying for the OCS. So I've been studying for that. Basically, every day, I wake it up at 5.30 a.m., uh, study for an hour, go to work, come back, and study some more. Um, and then I'm getting ready for my diploma program, which starts February 1st. And what they recommend in the diploma program, and this is uh, for the McKenzie Method. Uh, the McKenzie Institute has their program above their certification level, which is the diploma program. And what they recommend is when you're doing this didactic portion, so there's going to be uh, weekly Zoom calls, uh, there's a board for uh, on schoolology, so it's like a discussion board where you have to go over different articles. What they recommend is that you actually do part-time work while you're doing the, the didactic portion for the, the poem program. But I'll still be working full-time. I'll be studying for the OCS, <laughs> and I'll be doing that as well uh, all Crazy, at the same man. time. Um, so I'm getting ready for that. So I'm just really trying to get as much OCS prep as I can before that starts. So it's been very, very busy. Um, work has been amazing. I've been loving my new job at the hospital setting. Uh, so that, that's what's been going on with me, Nick. <laughs> you know, Bob, I was I was tempted before you kept going on to ask something along the lines of, is there anything different for you personally for the new year, anything outside of PT? Um, it sounds like there's probably not much room there for you. You're pushing hard with this stuff. Yeah. In terms of personally – I I've been doing a Toastmasters still, um, which is which is a weekly public speaking kind of kind of meeting club kind of thing. So that's personally what I've been up to, um, going to the gym. But that's pretty much it uh, in terms of of my life right now. But what about you, Nick? It's it's uh, everything going well at the fellowship. Yeah, it really is. Um, You know we've. Kind of checking a lot of boxes here, getting some great experience. I'm on to the very last mentor in the program now. Actually, this morning, I'm going to be teaching a con ed class with a couple of my other fellows as well. Um, so that'll be the first time I've actually formally, I, you know, I've taught to a lot of PT students and other PTs I've mentored, but this will be the first formal time that I've taught a certified con ed course, um, not by myself, co-teaching it with a few other fellows. It's something I'm definitely looking forward to a little bit of healthy nervousness about and good to kind of break that in. Yeah. Do you, I know you mentioned this is your first ever like official content course, but what do you, I feel like you, you would, you're, you're the type of person that likes to, to teach and present. Is that, is that accurate, Nick? You know, that is accurate, Bob. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this, especially with a, um, a smaller, more intimate group. You know, there are 12 participants, 12 physical therapists that have signed up for this. So it gives me a good opportunity to kind of get to know them individually, what they're looking for, what their goals are, and adapting to that. And plus it's also pretty fun just doing this in an environment where I've already got some other of my colleagues doing it with me too, where I know them well. Uh, okay. Now I will say there's a limitation, right, where we're doing it through Zoom. 
because of COVID, and that's been a little bit of a barrier um, this year. And so that's something that, you know, personally, Zoom classroom teaching for me, um, I don't love it. That's not my absolute favorite setting, although some people do just trying to make the best out of it. Yeah. Um, what are you teaching, Nick? Or it's going to be a course, on? yeah, on um, regional interdependence for the upper quarter, so looking at if more of a different kind of movement exam and treatment and different factors to consider with a special focus on more anatomy slings and chains. So if you're familiar with some of the Thomas Myers book, um, that's more of some of the stuff that we're going to be teaching on. Sure, sure. Exciting, exciting stuff. So, Nick, it's the new year, and every time we have – it's, what, it's been like three – we had three New Year's episodes. This is our third New Year's episode. That that sounds right, Bob. Uh, yeah, time blurs together. So I'm gonna gi- I'm gonna give you a solid, confident nod on that one. Sure, sure. I I just actually made up that number on the spot, but um, either either but, two or three. I'll tell you that much. Two or three. But we always talk about um, we don't really talk about New Year goals. We we more so talk about February goals or November goals. Um, I don't know if you you know what I'm referencing to, but instead of just setting New Year resolutions, uh, having goals set at any time of the year is, is perfectly acceptable. But in, in this topic, in this vein, I, I'm just curious because last time you mentioned to me, you asked me, Bob, what's what's next for you? What What is the big plan? Um, and I, I mean, I, I'm doing the, the poem program. I'm doing the fellowship. My goal is eventually to, to teach McKenzie Method. Um, but it, it's so interesting to just take a step back and just think about, okay, What's the the path that I want to go down, and how can I put all my efforts so I can go down this path without getting distracted by many different things? Nick, I I want to just present this question to you again. Like, where do you see yourself going down the line? What's next after your fellowship? What's next after you kind of you're going? um, You're teaching more OCS stuff. I hope that's going well for you. Um, And I'm just curious, what's your next? Next move, Nick. Absolutely. Well, Bob, it's an interesting question you pose because in many ways you and I are similar where many of our accountability items, many of our things that we're working on and working towards as far as, you know, what are your next goals for immediate goals? We're already locked in those programs, right? It's that you're, you've done your certification, you're going after your diploma program now, you're going after the OCS. It's very locked in things like I mean, we can get the most out of it or not, but ultimately, either you do it or you don't. And we're very much in that phase where, hey, we're getting out there and we're doing it for these programs we signed up for. So I can talk about a lot of kind of small things that I want to do, right, is um, as far as the OCS thing, I definitely enjoy it. It's good. It's not where my biggest passion comes out, you know, teaching the kind of teaching the test, the cut and dry stuff, I think it's good to do. I thought of myself in mind when, I was a thrilling clinician and didn't have enough time for myself and wanted to do it more efficiently, and that's kind of the passion I'm trying to take this with. As far as the material itself, it's not the number one thing I'm passionate about. I'm more passionate about mentoring groups and individuals of people um, in physical therapy, but actually in life, too. So as far as, you know, short-term goals, I'm doing this pain fellowship next year. Very much looking forward to that. After that, it's trying to move into a clinic where I can be seeing patients work on my own caseload about 70% of the time and seeing 
other physical therapists mentoring them up. So, you know, at least 20% of my caseload will be actually helping physical therapists and mentoring them, but hopefully up to around 30% or so. And that would be my next stage of my goal to really work into that one-on-one mentorship. Um, there's yeah, a while awesome. I thought I would want to be a physical therapy professor. I think I'm leaning, not that I would deny the opportunity, um, if it was something that was right for me in the right situation. I definitely don't think that's me full-time. Um, same with the OCS material, right? It's, I much rather enjoy teaching more of that creative process and firing different minds with it, and I certainly could do that at a doctoral level, although I think I get more passion and more excitement out of teaching um, already graduated physical therapists, residents, and maybe even fellows in the future, too. That's awesome. Nick, I'm going to throw, like, a, a curveball. You mentioned you're not really uh, kind of swaying away from the, the eventual professorship, but, but what are your thoughts on uh, more terminal degrees, so uh, like a Ph.D. or an EDD or a DSC or something like that? My thoughts on it or thoughts on it for myself? Uh, how about both? Why not both? Oh, why not both? Let's, let's have it all, Bob. Um, so my, my thoughts on it, right? Um, it's another avenue for professional development, another avenue for showing your credentials like anything else. There's always this big distinction, right, is that are you doing this for what reason, right? Are you doing it because you're going to be more likely to get a certain job or a certain opportunity as you're doing it? That's a great reason to do it, right? Like this job requires this. Here's an avenue to go get it, something I really want to do. Or this is the next level of professional development that I want to have myself, both professionally and personally, like the ED, the um, educational doctorate. Um, or you want to really go into research, right? And the PhD is the best way of doing that, doing that on a long-term sustainable basis. I think that that's fantastic. Um, some people are just academics like that, and they absolutely love it. So I think that it's a great opportunity. And like all other great opportunities, it's got to be weighed with other potential things as well. I think for myself, I don't have as much of an interest in it. When I see where I want to go, the type of work I want to do, mentoring others, would a um, PhD for me, no, I really don't have an interest in that. Um, would an SD or a doctoral science or something like that, would that um, be curious for me? Would I have some interest in doing that? Sure, it could be a nice thing to do. Um, but for me, it doesn't unlock any more doors than I would have already had. It doesn't open up any more avenues. And so the situation for me to do that would be I'd be part of a program or um, certification for doing what I want to already do. And the ED or the DSC would be a portion of that. So I've really got no reason to chase that for the sake of chasing it for myself. Yeah, it's, it's good to hear. It's, um sound like you... You really know yourself, Nick. <laughs> well, okay. it, it's interesting, Bob, right? We um, This is going off a little bit of a side tangent, but what is life without good tangents? And speaking of which, we've got this beautiful sunrise coming up over the mountains right now. Um, you know, West Coast time a little bit earlier than you are, so absolutely stunning with these orange and purple skies. That's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, on the other side of the country, New York City right now, it's, it's a beautiful sunny day as well. Um, we're about to get hit by a northeastern, but... It's sunny right now. It's the calm before the storm. Okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. Ready for that countdown. Yeah. But, no, okay, that, that's interesting because um, we talk about the, these formal programs that uh, we sign up for ourselves, right? Um, you're doing the, the 
this the fellowship continuing on to another fellowship. Um, I'm doing the the pull program. I'm doing another fellowship, and these are all formal tracks. But then once you finish, it's like, okay, what's the next? Is there another formal track to, to me for me to go to, or is it kind of less formal? But there's still all these doors of opportunities out there that I can still pursue. So it, it's just been. I just wanted to to hear your thoughts on it, Nick. Um, it was something I was curious about. Because Absolutely. And, you know, I, I believe, Bob, eventually we've got to we've got to step out of that role. We've got to step out of going down these formal tracks of education and, and mentorship in different ways. And, you know, maybe we can dabble in different ones on a part-time basis. But there are tools are there for growing purposes there for a reason. And, you know, I know people who have done none of them. I've known people who have done 15 of them, right? Um, it's not necessarily about the number, um, more so the quality of instruction. But either way, what's the overall larger vision and goal purpose? And how can this as one supplementary thing impact that or influence it? And so I think for me right now, I'm at a good stage where I'm enjoying the stuff I'm involved with. And it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, there's always going to be a next program or a next program after that. Yeah, I like that. If, if you, yeah, it sounds like something you're really passionate about. You're still growing and where you're at. You're not just complacent at one spot. You're still making growth, which is, it just sounds like a, a good gig for you. It's a good, good career. Um, and I'm happy for you, Nick. Hey, thanks, Bob. You too, man. You know, now on your end, Bob, with all these different things going on, right? How do you prioritize, you know, I have to do this for the OCS. I have to do this for the diploma. I have to do this and take care of a few basics in my own personal life. And a very busy season like this for yourself, how do you prioritize that? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I for me, I I'm a big list person. I write down everything I need to do. All, so for my OCS plan, I have exactly what I'm going to study, what I'm going to look at, uh, day by day, week by week, until the exact uh, time I'm going to take the exam. Um, when I'm going to take my practice exams, when I'm going to do this. So I have that all listed out, and they're all uh, in chunks that I, I feel confident I can achieve them. And, again, my heavier chunks is going to be this month, right before the diploma program. Um, since I don't know what exactly is entailed in the, the next in the next month of the diploma program, I'm just going to be grinding. That's, that's going to be it. That's, <laughs> that's the answer. Uh, sometimes you just have to put your nose to the grindstone and just really, really work it out. Uh, but for me – I feel like the, the more you plan, the luckier you'll get and the easier the work will, will become. So I'm a big list person. I just have a list on my uh, on my phone, on my um, computer, I type everything I need to do, especially the personal stuff that kind of gets pushed out a little bit more, and I try to bulk them all together. So if I need to do my dishes or meal prep or things like that, um, instead of doing them individually, I kind of just do them all at once. Um, so that saves me some time. So I don't really have to kind of lose my attention from studying for a few hours to to go cook for for the whole week kind of thing. Um, so that's what I've been doing, and I find that has been very helpful for me. Uh, I spend time with with my family. I call them every day. I spend good quality time with my girlfriend, which is actually going to be our two years anniversary uh, next hey, week. Congrats, man! Yeah, so so it's been going well. It's, she's very supportive of 
my goals and then me studying. So it's also important to have somebody there that kind of supports you uh, as you push through these. So that's basically, I guess, what's going on in, in my life. I just have a list, I have a plan, and I just work towards it. Now, Bob, how often do you look at that list? And Oh, every day. And, and, well, no, 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 no. How, I, I, dude, I already know that about you. Come on now. Um, how, how often, i got to give you credit for that, how often do you look at that list and say, you know that one thing that I'm spending time on? That's really not that important to me. And you adapt, you change it up, you go for something different. How often does that occur for you? So I look at my list every morning. The first day I wake up, I look at my list. Then I get, then I go into studying. Okay, this is what I have to do for the day kind of thing. Um, I come back home from work. I look at the list again. And, okay, it's, it's already there. I, I would say when I put things on my list, I kind of already know, okay, this is something that I really need to do. Otherwise, it wouldn't go on the list. Um, so, so, for example, things that I've been kind of putting off in my head and when I think about it, it kind of makes me a little scared. It's like, all right, th- this goes on the list. This goes on my to-do list kind of thing. Um, to give you an example of that, it's it's uh, one of the things that I put on my list that I'm really scared about doing again is really having a timetable of, of reading more books, okay? Uh, just reading more just general self-help books, development books, self-growth books. Um, so I've been putting that on my list. And I can tell you it's been working because sometimes other things take priority. But I kind of made a system where right before I go to bed, the last 10, 15 minutes, I I read a bit. Uh, First thing in the morning, whenever I use the bathroom, um, I read one or two pages. So that's been helping me still get my uh, other things that I want to get on my personal to-do list as well. I don't know if that answers your question. Does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when I hear that, Bob, it, it sounds like once things are on your list, you're very deliberate, linear, and purposeful about it. Although the process of it going onto your list actually requires a fair amount of intuition and self-knowledge and understanding that, you know, this is something that resonates with me. It sounds like it's been something that is slow-growing for a little while, something like you said the other day, emotion to it, a fear-based component to it, um, but a healthy kind of fear, right, that fear that, makes you a little bit apprehensive, a little bit jittery, a little bit unsure. And it sounds like you're making the choice to run towards that fear instead of shy away from it. Yeah, and, and I, again, I don't want to paint the picture of, okay, I once I put it on the list, I just accomplish it. <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say it, it's, uh, it, it's more some of those things kind of just fall off by the wayside, of course, right? But the, the, the main things, the big rocks, or the, the biggest hanging fruits I'm really aiming after. Um, but, but some of the things on the list that are there um, that are not as big rocks but, but are important kind of get pushed off. And, and again, it's, I don't want to say I'm the perfect human being because I'm not, or we're all human here. We're all trying. Um, but, but that's how I go through the day. But, but I realize, right, as long as I'm just putting in 1% more than I was yesterday, I'll be better off than I was yesterday. So, <laughs> um, so, so that's my my mentality right now. And, and um, you know, okay. Bob, hearing that mentality, something I just came up with in this moment, right, is that if you can achieve financial success in this world in time right now, when you've got, what, like a 5 or 6% inflation, there is no inflation on the mental game. All right? If you can get 1% better every day, 
It's not like there's this crazy-ass inflation that's bearing down your throat. It's like, no, we don't even have inflation. You're just getting 1% better every day. And if you just focus on that 1%, it's pretty incredible what can happen. You're right. You're right. So if if we're just 1% better every day, by the end of the year, we'll be 37, basically 37 times better than where, where we were at the start of the year. Um, that's a pretty big jump. And that's a, that's a pretty big jump. <laughs> and, and that's um, – this this is an idea that I recently finished a book uh, called uh, Atomic Habits oh, by James book. Clear. Yep. Yep, um, and that, that's what it talks about, having just, just doing your best for improvement of 1% every day. And that really resonated with me because – you always think of okay, I gotta, I gotta do so much better than I did yesterday. I gotta do so much better than I did last week. Well, it's just, just one percent. Um, and, and again, one percent doesn't seem like a lot, but as long as, as long for me, as long as I'm trying to push for that extra growth, that's what makes me happy. So, reading an extra page a day, okay, I consider that one percent. Reading two pages in a book or, or studying an extra twenty minutes before I go to bed, I think that's one percent. And in the long term, in the long term, that's really that compound interest that really builds up um, and allows me to, to grow and push to the next level. So, Nick, I know you got to go in a few minutes. Um, let's talk about some accountability. I love it, Bob. Where's your mind at with that? Well, I basically where my whole spiel for this episode was 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 just really studying, right, and really getting that down. Um, Bob, I, I can just imagine you, like, if we were in person, you just pull out your list and be like, dude, I'm going to do a damn list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, I, I have my plan to study for the OCS. Um, and, and I know I, I'm pretty confident I'll, I'll pass if I if I just put my nose to the grindstone and really just work hard. Um, uh, again, the harder I work, the better I plan, the more luckier I'll be. Um, and I'm just aiming for that 1% growth. So, so it's, it's really just following my plan for this OCS prep, getting, making sure that I review all my notes for the week. Um, I, I don't know. Do you want a more tangible thing, Nick? No. No, I don't because you're already living there, right? Um, I guess you're like going to the gym, right, Bob? You started week, you're on week three of a program. You're doing great. You're crushing it. You're staying accountable. And someone's like, well, what are you going to do? You're like, well, I'm going to continue the plan for the next five weeks. Like, no, 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 no. What different thing are you going to do? You're like, dude, it's been three weeks. Why would I switch now? Like, let's keep doing the thing. Keep slowly and gradually going for the periodization that I'm going for. Right? Just because you've got something fancy in your back pocket doesn't mean you always need to use it. I think that's more than accountable enough. I love that. What about you, Nick? Damn good question, Bob. Um, you know, it's interesting where I'm at a little bit of a segue for myself where – after today, I'll done this Con Ed course. We've got a research project coming up soon that we'll be presenting next month. Um, they're really winding down, getting ready for this next fellowship ahead. Um, and so, for me, it's a combination of really valuing this restorative time, really staying on top of things for my OCS prep material, getting out, you know, playing some more basketball, hitting the surfboard a little bit more, um, getting some good variety in there. And so as far as direct accountability, this isn't going to be something that's going to be tangible, immediate. 
that's going to be in the near future. And because the pain fellowship is going to be a busy one, it's going to have some extra courses. I'll be taking some courses out of the University of Southern Australia, which I'm really looking forward to out of Moses Group and the, all those other people. And so I think for me, it's going to be while I'm in that fellowship, continuing all the good habits that have kept me grounded, you know, continuing to try and do some meditation to get some good sleep, to keep my workouts going and progress that way. Um, really those little things that help give me my edge, that help give me my full attention to make sure that those don't fall by the wayside and having that attention. Now, Bob, is that something that sounds like it has enough tangibles to it or you need something a little more concrete? But what are the... Just give me one habit, Nick. What what uh what do you mean by that? Okay. I'm gonna make sure that every day I get at least a fifteen, twenty minute workout in. I love it. That's so great. Some days it's just I say I don't have the time, don't have other stuff ready. Doesn't matter, get that damn kettlebell out, throw some stuff around, get a good intense fifteen minutes, good to go. I love it. All right, Nick, have a great class. I hope it goes well. Hope you have a blast. Uh, And I'll see you next time. All right. Take care, Bob. Take care.